You are listening to episode number 17 here on the Fine Art of Adulting's podcast. Today, we are addressing racism in America. We talk about systemic racism, what is it and how does it still apply, and how to begin to make change. Granted, this episode really just begins to skim the surface. I ask you to listen to this with an open mind and an open heart. This is another live recording as I do a live every Thursday at 9am PST on Instagram. Without further ado, let's just get on into today's episode. Hi, I'm Jessica Carrera. I started this company because I am obsessed with helping people learn what should have been taught in school. I once needed this resource and couldn't find everything in one place, so I became the very hub I wish I had when I started to navigate this multifaceted thing that we call adulthood. If you are looking to have access to information so that you can better utilize the resources you already have, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get started. All right, so it looks like I'm now live. I welcome, first of all, back to another live recording here for the podcast and for Instagram TV or IGTV rather. Today we're talking about a very sensitive topic. We're talking about just addressing racism in America. It is Black History Month and I do feel that it is important to learn about these topics. Now is a great time to learn about them. I don't believe that you should just wait until February every year to learn about these things. And this is why I have brought up racism here on the podcast previously. Granted, when I did bring it up before, I didn't feel like I was educated enough in the topic. I know for a fact that I was not educated enough and I still wanted to talk about it anyways because I know how much of an issue it really is. So, although I am uncomfortable, I'm asking you to keep an open mind just so that you can keep an open heart and so that you can actually listen to this information and maybe take something away from it that you didn't think possible before. So, although this is a sensitive topic, I feel like these conversations need to be started. It is so, so important to to actually dismantling racism in America. Keep an open mind. I am planning on doing a series of podcasts addressing racism and talking more in depth about specific aspects of racism that people don't quite often think about or just don't go out of their way to educate themselves. And I understand that because I used to be one of those people too. And I think that's part of the reason why I feel like it's so important for me to talk about these things now because I have done some education. I do plan on continuing to educate myself. That is a lifelong process that will never ever end. And if you think it ends because you don't see color, I'm putting air quotes around that if you're listening to the recording, um, I'm just going to say it, you're wrong. <laughs> like, you you can't just say you don't see color because we know that that is literally false. You're just negating people's reality by saying that you don't see the color of their skin. And so many of these people have had hate crimes against them, which is, I plan on talking and addressing Asian hate crimes later, but so many of these people, people in the BIPOC community have had hate crimes against them that are 
completely irrational if you are choosing to learn consistently and keep an open mind. So, the very first thing I'm going to be talking about, hello people who have joined, um, the first thing I'm going to be talking about today is what is systemic racism? So, I actually pulled up a definition of it right here and it says, Institutional racism, also known as systemic racism, is a form of racism that is embedded as a normal practice within a society or an organization. It can lead to such issues as discrimination in criminal justice, which we have definitely seen in the last year, employment, housing, healthcare, political power, education, among other issues. So, a lot of these things are current issues still, clearly. Like, it, not a lot of these things, all of these things are current issues still. So, basically, going off of systemic racism, how, how does it apply now? How can we talk about that now? So, a lot of people that I know, the reason why I bring this up anyways, is because people don't believe in systemic racism, which is horrifying. <laughs> um, systemic racism is a real thing. And one way that I can prove that right now is just in the fact that it was only in recent years that basically people in the BIPOC community were able to get home loans. So, if you were black or brown, you were probably redlined for many years by banks and um, I think real estate companies and whatnot who literally said you are in a risky zone when it came to lending. And this basically made it so that for a very long time, people of color were unable to even acquire a home and able to start building wealth because that is one of the easiest ways to acquire wealth is literally by buying a home. So, if you are unable to buy a home, how are you able to ever pass that down to your kids? How are you ever able to create generational wealth? You quite literally can't. And so, that is what, that is part of the reason why there is this huge gap in between poverty and wealth between people of color and white people. So, that is just one factor, right? Granted, that is a huge factor in itself, especially, like, if you don't think that you can get a loan because you are redlined, like, you just can't get a loan. It's not that you think you can't. How are you ever able to pass it on? How are you ever able to teach your kids about wealth management? How are you ever able to teach your kids about the process of buying a home? Do you know how much work it is to be able to buy a home? And if you aren't set up to do these things, how do you expect people to be able to do them? And I think, I think that's a huge reason why I'm also here is because I want to make things easier for other people because it doesn't need to be as difficult, especially nowadays. There, there are more opportunities despite the wealth gap and it still keeps people at a disadvantage clearly because of the wealth gap, but I'm trying to help bridge that gap by starting these conversations and bringing awareness to people as well as making change. So, beyond that, jobs and discrimination. Because of the fact that there was slavery way back when, there was clearly some level of, not just some level, what am I even saying? 
because of slavery, there was a lot of people who thought that, you know, white people were much more powerful than people of color. And that doesn't just go away because people are free. That doesn't just go away. There are so many racial beliefs about minority groups that are completely false that you you can't even back them up with anything. So people have still been criminalized or discriminated against when they are just as good as the person next to them. So this makes it difficult for people to acquire a job. And this comes down to the fact that you don't just one day become free and everybody believes that you're equal. You have to understand that there are still beliefs in place that need to be dismantled about people's um, ability to even think. I, I don't know why there is even a stigma about people of color being not as smart or uneducated, but unfortunately there is. And it's literally because people are afraid <laughs> of of change. And part of the fear has to do with the fact that people are afraid of other people gaining power and making it so that they can't live their lives the way they please. And really everybody should have equal opportunities. Isn't America supposed to be the cultural mixing pot? I have been so fortunate just to be white as an immigrant. I the opportunities for me are left and right. People don't don't discriminate against me because of the fact that I'm clearly very white. Like I I don't even know what else to say. Like it's it's disheartening that people could so wrongly believe something and part of that I do believe has to do with cultural immersion. If you aren't around people who look differently than you. It might just be natural to fear them, especially based on the sort of headlines we see in news and media. In news and media, we don't ever see good things about people of color. We see terrible things. And what do we see in movies? Like, it's only been in recent years that there's been any sort of equality in the movie industry and TV. How can you expect people to have an equal opportunity when they're set up for failure? How do you expect them to build wealth and be able to be above the poverty line if you can't even get a decent paying job even with an education? And that is why there are diversity quotas nowadays. And I think that those are very needed because unfortunately, Clearly, systemic racism is still a thing because there are people who get hired just because they're white when sometimes a BIPOC person may have more experience, they might have a better education, and and I think this puts fear into the general white person because they fear other, and I'm putting air quotes around other because it's just people of color. It's not anything like, I, I hate even using the word other, honestly, because it makes you immediately think that they're different in a negative way. And that is just not the case. And so I apologize for lack of good words for this. But when you put people separately like that, they're, they're unable to, to rise. Let's just 
move on from this. I digress. So what is good about diversity? Let's talk about that because there are so many benefits to diversity. It is absolutely insane. So the number one benefit to diversity is probably just like a variety of perspectives because when you bring people from different backgrounds and different beliefs, it might actually surprise you that having multiple viewpoints will lead to new innovative ideas, new innovative technologies. It has been proven, even in the scientific community, that, you know, it being more inclusive has led to greater discovery. And I think that previously, uh, that's kind of what had feared, made people fear was, like, thinking that BIPOC people, if they were given all the same opportunities, then they would rise above. Well, what if we could rise to, I don't know, equals at least? Like... Let's try that. I don't know why people fear other people being above them or and they feel like they need to be powerful and above other people. But I think this just comes down to a lack mindset. If you don't feel like you have enough, you don't want your neighbors to have any more either. You don't want to go out of your way to give to your neighbors because you don't even feel like you have enough. And... I do think that this would be changed a little bit if, you know, a few more things got put into place as far as the American system in general, just all of the things. <laughs> so we are working on getting there and there are ways to change this, but back to just diversity, uh, beyond variety of perspective. This has also been proven to increase creativity and productivity within companies. What a great benefit. It also has reduced fear and increased performance. And I think this has to do with the fact that when you're not around people, like I said, cultural immersion, you begin to fear them irrationally because of what we see in media. And so this is why it's important that we demand more from media and the language that media uses. It is super important. So be sure to demand more and get increased performance at work because of it. I know that when I was in college, I I do feel like I held certain prejudices. And I mean, obviously, a lot of that, I mean, I would say all of that really changed when I was consistently around people who looked differently than me. It challenged me to think about it more. And granted, I have been really lucky getting to travel a lot as a child. I I have seen other cultures and I have experienced different things and my parents never kept me sheltered from other people. So I've always been likely to make friends with everybody. And I mean, as an introvert, that is still difficult. But but as I want to say an introverted extrovert because I don't think I'm a complete introvert, but that's really not the point. Back to benefits of diversity. There is also a reduction in employee turnover rate when there is a more diverse work group. How crazy is that? Like when you think about all the benefits of having a diverse workforce, I mean, I didn't, I haven't really thought about a lot of these things too in depth before and and I'm glad that I'm learning about them now because it would be such a shame to live in the same place forever and ever and never have anything better could you imagine life without innovation life without 
diversity would be incredibly boring. So, I challenge you to actually educate yourself. And there are a couple ways you can do this. You can read some books. So, a couple great books that I have read and I am actually going to start rereading in order to talk about these issues in a much more articulate way <laughs> are these two books I have. They are Me and White Supremacy. I really like this one because it is broken up into days and you can choose to do one day at a time and and do the work associated with the book. So it does break it down and it doesn't feel so much like a lecture and I know that that can be a big deterrent for people but realistically you need to figure out what what learning modality works for you and you need to run with it. There is no excuse to being ignorant anymore. We live in the age of technology. We live in the age of information overload. There is literally an abundance of information. And I recommend when you do look into this information to pay attention to things that are of credible sources. You know, you want to look at who's funding this, who who does this benefit and and whatnot because I have seen a lot of fake news articles in regards to things. I just don't even know where to begin on that and fake news is a real thing and I don't know why people are so qu quick to call out, call fake news at things when they don't even know how to actually research and find credible sources. So that might actually be your starting place is learning to find credible sources. So start there and then obviously work your way into books. But um, the other book that I've read is White Fragility. And I think that that one was a little bit easier to follow along um, than me and white supremacy. And I think that this just had to do with the fact that I was listening to these as audiobooks and I liked the voice of one person more than the other. <laughs> and it and it was really just because one sounded really robotic and one sounded more like a person. So I resonated with the more person-like person. So do the work however you see fit. So for me, I like to listen to an audiobook while I'm doing the dishes while I'm out in the garden, while I'm just doing things around the house. So there is time for you to learn. And saying that you don't have enough time is absolutely not an excuse, especially if you have children and family members that need more education about these topics because these are things that our future generations are going to have to deal with and teaching them to fear uh, information is not the way to go. I'm gonna throw that out there. <laughs> um, other ways you can make change besides just reading are to find other resources outside of books. So, I like to share posts all the time on IG stories about racism and about injustices that are occurring and there are some really great accounts that I share on a frequent basis. I will be sure to continue sharing so that um, if you are following my stories, you will see the names and whatnot because I'm pretty terrible remembering Instagram handles. 
So I apologize for that, that I don't just have them off the top of my head. But if you do go follow or go to my page or whatever and you check out who I'm following, they're obviously all under there. So definitely check out some resources. Have the conversation is the next thing. So this is really uncomfortable and I know it is. And how many times have I paused even on this recording just because it has been uncomfortable and I am afraid of using the wrong words because it is so sensitive and I totally understand why it is so sensitive but the more we talk about it the easier it gets the more we are used to using this what seems like new language to us because we haven't used it before so it is difficult to use new terms especially when you haven't used them your whole life so be patient with yourself but but know that you're making change happen in a really positive and enlightful way also the other thing you can do i know this is a little more political uh, well actually really everything racism is political so it is what it is i wrote down elect leaders who strive for policy change because how can we expect people to be safe when policies have stayed the same and people like people of color have to live in fear because of complete injustices within like the criminal justice system i think about you know people like brianna taylor like that literally makes me want to throw up she was shot and killed in her own home she was literally a person a person in the healthcare industry i think and was considered to be um, a frontline worker through the pandemic and she was literally shot and killed in her own sleep. So these these things are definitely still happening. It's not it, it's not changed yet and we need to make it so that people are held accountable for things that are completely wrong. The only way we can do that is by electing leaders who do actually view this as an issue and who view it in a way that they know it needs to change. It's not they think it needs to change, they know it needs to change. So I've already talked about like why I think racism still exists and how it has to do with fear and that's so sad that people have this lack mindset when they really don't need to. I I don't even know where to go off of that just because of like it is such an easy scapegoat for people to blame diversity laws on why they can't up level in their job no tammy it's your lack of education it's your lack of skill set it is <laughs> so i just it, it blows my mind when people are like oh, i have to go out here and i have to get a degree now because diversity laws okay, no, <laughs> all they've done is ha hold a higher standard for somebody in your job position and you don't meet the qualifications and maybe a person of color meets that now. It's not, it's not their fault that you haven't done the work. And I mean, granted, that's like a totally different kind of work than anti-racism work. Just something to think about. Like I said, this is going to be a continuation series of recordings because I was very uncomfortable with this first one. I, I want to be comfortable talking about anti-racism efforts 
because it's important and I want to hold that space for the conversations that need to be had. So I look forward to talking about this next time I talk about it with you guys. I plan on reading quite a few more books. I plan on doing a lot more information gathering and putting it together in some more cohesive episodes for you that might be a little bit easier to follow along than this one was. So thank you for your patience and I hope that you choose to do some of the work and that you choose to go out of your way and learn a little bit and that you follow a couple of those resources. I think one of the pages I follow was called Shit You Should Care About and but I don't think that they just talk about political stuff. I think, or I meant like specifically BIPOC stuff. Um, they do talk about a range of political things. So there's more. Just follow me on Instagram. Check out my stories because I share things all the time. Um, so I will catch you in the next recording of this. Like I said, I don't know when it will be. I will be way better about actually announcing when I do lives and what I plan on talking about for lives so that people can actually attend and catch the recording afterwards. So again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking your time to listen and to actually maybe apply some of these things. Um, I will catch you next time. Bye. If this episode has helped you in any way, shape, or form, I would so super appreciate it if you clicked subscribe and left me a review. The more reviews we get, the greater reach we have, and the more impact we will make. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and like us on Facebook. Be sure to check out our website and sign up for our mailing list so you don't miss out on any promotions. I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode.